1: is the rundown. So don't tell my fellow ride-or-die Detroit natives, but before I even moved to Chicago, I was proud to tell people I was coming here. Aside from the fact that it's one of the most culturally saturated places in this young country, I mean, can we just talk about the views, the structures, the miradores? Jackson Park, Sunset Cafe, the University of Chicago. I mean, I could go on and on. In its own big city way, Chicago is one of the most beautiful places I've ever lived in. And if you ask Lee Bay, the city wouldn't look, feel, or be the way it is without the South Side. He's an architecture photographer and writer, as well as an architecture critic and editorial board member at the Chicago Sun-Times. Lee has been studying the South Side with a pen and a lens for decades, archiving its architecture, which effectively means its history. One of his books is called Southern Exposure, The Overlooked Architecture of Chicago's South Side, and it focuses on the built environment in the area. Lee Bay's book inspired a new film from WTTW. The film is called Building Blocks, The Architecture of Chicago's South Side. He's here to remind us that you can say what you want to say about the South Side, but you can't deny the gems in every neighborhood down there that really give the city much of its bragging rights.
0: You know, I think for most Southsiders, me included, uh, what others say about the South Side or the built environment doesn't really change what we feel, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's reading magazine X or newspaper X saying they're saying bad things about our buildings. I'm moving to the North Side, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. So what I'm saying is that we who live here, uh, we we know what we have. Um yes. the, the the problem is, or the issue is, and it's what the book and I think what the uh, what the film wants to address is when we talk about architecture in chicago we exclude south side buildings largely from that discussion and one can't help but see that that exclusion is based on race because mm-hmm. these are communities of black and brown people um already written off as places of disinvestment and crime so one more stroke writing off architecture uh mm-hmm. is not a far uh you know it's not a far stretch
1: yeah when i think about architecture and I think I'm not alone in this. I think a lot about structures, blueprints, design, but structures tell stories and you have an intimate relationship with that as a person who writes and photographs and, and tells those stories. Um, I wonder if you can orient me around storytelling through the lens of architecture.
0: You know, Chicago is, is, is unique in many ways in that we, when it comes to architecture writing, we're, we're not writing about a beauty contest. Uh, 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 when we deal with buildings. We're not talking just about how a building is pretty and how it references yeah. this or how it's, uh, uh, you know, we, we're, we're 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 not about that. We talk about the political, social, and, and racial forces that shape what we build, what we don't build, where we build, and where we don't build. Hmm. And so in order to ground the reporting, uh, it's really about uh, put, it, putting those forces into the mix because Chicagoans know uh, that the built environment is shaped by these forces. So coverage has to reflect that.
1: Yeah. You talked about the political component. I wonder if you could go a little bit more into that when you say the built environment is political.
0: Well, when we think about, um, for instance, um, political and racial, uh, mm-hmm. especially you got to put yes. those two together. Political sometimes.
1: and racial. <laughs> yes. It's all connected.
0: It It is right. So when, so when we think about, for instance, the old school public housing, high rises, right? How they were built, where they were built, how many of them were built together and the resources that were not put into there, into there, no grocery stores, really no jobs Mm -hmm. close by. Um, That's the factor of politics and race that they were building buildings to warehouse African-Americans built to warehouse black people. And that's the racial component. The the political component was, um, making sure that there wasn't scattered site public housing that would move these populations Mm. into neighborhoods that were predominantly white or predominantly middle-class. And now, you know, it's an act of politics to kind of try to go back and correct these things, to go back into these neighborhoods and rebuild the housing when we can and, and, you know, do things like the film studio that 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 was that's been proposed uh, for the South shore neighborhood, uh, you know, predominantly black, also an act of, Politics, you know, a mayor is behind it and an act of race, recognizing that there's a wound in that community caused by disinvestment. And now it's time to fix it.
1: Yeah. Um, you, this this may be a similar answer, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Um, what about history? Um, how do the two interact with your reporting with, you know, t- talking about architecture and, and how there is so much history wrapped up in talking about that?
0: Um, you know, a lot of the conditions that we see in Chicago. That we're trying to fix now hopefully trying to fix now that some of the conditions go back a century uh, to the 1919 um, race riots and there, there really is going to be a better way to put that but uh than race riot. that's how we that's what we call in detroit
1: it. we call them the rebellions well you know in, in this case it was black people defending
0: themselves from uh attacks from bridgeport following mm. the uh, the stoning of Eugene Williams at 31st Street Beach. So like, how do you, like, what's the word for that? Interesting. Right? So so, so after those difficulties, you know, the city had a clear sense from a study of what it needed to do to keep it from happening again. And the city goes out of its way for the next hundred years not to do those things. Mm. So, uh, and of course, which brings us to a lot of what we suffered and experienced over the past 100 years. So it's those kind of contexts, that kind of history, that if we can try to put in where we can to explain what happens What's happened to the built environment and how do we get out of it? It's all for the better.
1: Yeah. You say in the film that the South Side makes Chicago. If you don't know the South Side, you don't know Chicago. Um, Can you explain what you meant by that?
0: You know, very much so. I mean, even from a, a geographic standpoint, before the big annexation of 1898 or 1899, the city's southern boundary basically stopped at Pershing Road. So that makes the city physically. And then when you think what was hosted on Chicago's South Side, you know, World's Fairs, Chicago State University, University of Chicago, IIT, education, you know, uh, the people that came out of uh, the South Side from, um, you know, from Gwendolyn Brooks to uh, Haki Matabuti to James T. Farrell. I mean, all of that came out of the South Side, all that culture, all that food, all that music. Um, you know, uh, so these are largely the things when we think about the South Side. If you go to any other country and talk about the South Side, or talk about Chicago, I should say, these are the things that, that get talked about. These are the things that get discussed. These are the things that make Chicago.
1: Yeah. Um. Thank you for that. <laughs> that that I didn't. You know, I didn't know that. Um. And that's such an important piece. Um. I think one thing that also came up in the film is the responsibility that natives have, and tra- probably transplants like me as well, to to learn that history and know about the South Side and know about the city itself. Um, so, yeah, thank you for schooling me.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, sure.
1: Would you say there are two or three buildings on the South Side that you could speak to that maybe really illustrate what you're saying, or maybe even are quintessential in telling the story of, of what the South Side means to the city?
0: Oh, certainly. I mean, there are you know, probably two or three thousand uh, that you could pick from, but uh, certainly when it comes to spaces, you you got to give props to the South Lakefront and Jackson Park. I mean, that's where the, mm-hmm. World's, the first World's Fair was held. And it's and that place to this day, uh, you know, is one of the finest park spaces in America, let, let alone Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely beautiful. So just in terms of open space, that would be one of my picks. Um, certainly the important buildings of Bronzeville, uh, the landmarks, the eight landmark uh, buildings uh, that are on the National Register, and the Victory Monument, the sculpture at 35th and King Drive. These are bu- buildings that were all played an important role in the, in the establishment of the Black community in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You have the Bronzeville Military, Military Academy, which was the 8th Regiment Armory, uh, which was the, um, the National Guard troop that got federalized and sent to France to help the French root the Germans out during World War I. One of the greatest stories Black commanded Black led, wow. um, and we can go on and on from there to the Sunset Cafe, where you know, jazz was perfected, where Louis Armstrong was, to Unity Hall on uh, on Indiana Avenue, where the Black political movement begins to take shape in the early part of the twentieth century. I mean, all of these things, I mean, yeah. you, uh, so all so these these buildings are critically important. You don't see the development of the Black community as a fully cultural. I mean, the culture, the 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 war history, the politics without these, without these buildings. And they were all in danger 30, hmm. 25, 30 years ago of being demolished. So, so these are critical buildings.
1: Yeah. Um, I know that you were an advisor to Mayor Daly on urban planning and architecture. And when, when you told me that I, you know, my heart just kind of um, it, 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 like I felt it in my heart a little bit because I just think about how amazing it would be to actually affect the way a city that you're actually from is structured and planned um, and I wonder what it was like bringing your experience as a native to that work and to that planning. You
0: no, know, It was exciting stuff. I mean, I was there about three years and then they were three great years. A little different than things are now because there's a lot of money rolling through the city, uh, you know, at that time. Mm. But it was good. I mean, you know, as you well put it, to be a person from the city, from the south side, to be at the table when certain things were happening um, was was, a, was an interesting thing. and And it became an education for me. Um, that I thought, well, if I ever go back to writing about architecture, uh, I'm going to know a lot more than I did the first time. And uh, and it turns out, I, you know, 20 years later, just about, I'm back at the wheel again.
1: Yeah. So Congress recently designated the Bronzeville neighborhood in Chicago as a national heritage area. And um, you said this earlier, you know, Chicagoans, we know what we have. And I took that to mean that, you know, Chicagoans have known that Bronzeville is a significant place in history and, and even right now, of course. But there's a difference between knowing that within the community and having that national recognition. And how how would you say that changes things?
0: You know, it's, um, you know, it changes things greatly. But keep in mind, though, that, you know, this this designation, which brings, you know, a measure of cash and other things for the next 15 or 20 years this is just the latest layer in the work that the people of bronzeville have been doing since harold washington was mayor mm. so we're talking go- almost 40 years now going back in terms of saving these buildings pushing for reuse of these buildings contextualizing these buildings here's why they're important individually but yet but also here's why they're important in the development of this community uh so this is great uh to see, but it, it you know, it can't be told enough the hard work that people I mean, people like Harold Lucas, who who have, you know, passed away recently, that generation, um, you know, who spent their lives devoted uh to moments like this. You know, mm. we, we go down King Drive now and uh, you know, and, and and other streets and it's beautiful, right? Yeah. Um and and it's desirable and and you know everyone can point to at least one building that has some kind of history and to understand that Black people fought and saved in politics and all those things to preserve this community so they can be intact today where a designation like this can come and mean something. Just important to understand and underscore.
1: Lee Bay is an architecture photographer and writer, and he's an architecture critic and editorial board member at the Chicago Sun-Times. He's also the author of the book Southern Exposure, The Overlooked Architecture of Chicago South Side. That's the book that inspired the film from WTTW, Building Blocks, The Architecture of Chicago South Side. Lee, thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to watch the film, you can catch it on WTTW Prime tomorrow Saturday the 18th at 11 a.m if you don't have that app you can watch it on Sunday the 19th at 3:30 p.m and if neither of those are convenient for you you can also catch it online at WTTW's website and that's it for the rundown today and this week big update before I go though The morning edition of The Rundown is going to start coming out a touch later, starting next week. Whereas up until now, it's gone out around 7 a.m. You can now find it around 8 a.m. Central every weekday. That's it. Thank you, Sam, Deer, and Justin Bull for producing this episode and Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. I'm Erin Allen. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you not as early, but still early Monday morning. Bye.